Meditation is self-love. Meditation is self-respect. I want you to think of meditation as being with a, a friend, somebody that you love, and just listening. And just listening and getting to know them, asking powerful questions, saying, you know, just being there and listening. So when you close your eyes and you start listening, what do I really think? What do I really feel? What is driving my actions? What is driving my behavior? So you start to get to know yourself. You're listening to the Audacious As Fuck podcast, where we're not just talking about business, we're talking about life. Hola, I'm your host, Marta Ramos, a Dominican-American lifestyle entrepreneur who had the audacity to go from corporate to chief empowered officer of my life and business. And this show is all dedicated to reimagining what more is possible for you so that you can start creating your own path to success. So if you have the audacity to step into your power, your purpose, and really own your CEO vibe, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Audacious As Fuck podcast. I am your host, Marta Ramos. And today I have a very special guest joining us all the way from Switzerland. And her name is Mahima. And she is a Europe's number one self-mastery mentor, a mindset trainer, an international best-selling author, speaker, and the founder of the Mahima Mindset. And I am so excited to have her on the show. She, and by the way, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, she is absolutely fierce. And I'm like, ah! So anyway, very excited for our topic as well, as we're going to be talking a little bit about self-mastery, meditation, mindset, and manifestation. So you guys are in for such a treat. Mahima, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Martha. Thank you for having me here. Thanks for doing the Audacious as Fuck podcast for those, you know, people that are trying to up-level their lives. It's so important to have support, to have help, to have other ideas and come together and um, support each other. So I'm excited and thrilled to be able to, to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And, and thank you for saying that, like up leveling your life, because, you know, as part of my brand, how to be the CEO of your life, which is, you know, I went ahead and trademarked chief empowered officer because I really want women to feel empowered and to take ownership of their life. And that is. One of the ways that we can not just level up in our careers, but in our personal journeys as well. And I know that you being a self-mastery, you know, trainer, I want you to, first of all, share a little bit about your backstory and what led you to this chapter of your life. And then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about personal growth and self-mastery and how that plays into us leveling up in life. Absolutely. There is so much to the story to tell. Um, I'm born in Zimbabwe, so African, African roots. I'm born uh, to African parents, right? And uh, my mom, she was born in, um, uh, she, she, she has, her mother is South African, right? Mm -hmm. And, and my grandfather, he walked for like, um, I think, I think it's, no, I don't want to say the kilometers, but he walked from Zimbabwe to Cape Town to find a new life because he didn't want to have, there, there was apartheid all around him. There yes. was apartheid in Zimbabwe, there was apartheid in South Africa, and he was just like running away from the mud hut where his mother lived without running water and electricity and just looking for something more for himself. So, you know, um, so... Yeah, poverty levels that I guess most people uh, don't know about. <laughs> Potentially, if you have a computer and you're able to do a lot of things, you might, you know, not realize um, that some people out there, because we tend to forget that, are living on levels that are not normal. <laughs> okay, so I I um, was a middle class, brought up with a middle class. So um, because of what my grandfather was able to achieve, he was able mm. to supply a better life for his children, my mother, 
And, um, and then, you know, she was able to do better for us, right? So we had the running water, electricity, and we could go to um, schools. And during my um, sort of teenage time, apartheid, uh, Zimbabwe gained independence. And then there were schools that were only whites for white uh, children. And then we could also go to those schools. And so that's kind of like somehow the background of where I came from. So inside of these type of systems, there is uh, suppressed rage and uh, pain and, 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 and suffering. Of course, there's also lack, joy, beauty, and all of the good things of life because there's always two sides of the coin, right? But um, yeah, the, the tensions around what was going on in Zimbabwe inside of the family unit, you know, caused me to have experienced uh, verbal, you know, emotional abuse, physical abuse, and unfortunately, even a bit of sexual abuse, uh, mm -hmm. inappropriate touching and sort of things like that that happened to me, um, you know, in, in my childhood. So you fast forward to, you know, my adulthood, I'm with this gentleman. He's from Switzerland. We end up getting married. And through the marriage, I started to be exposed to all of my shadows and started to see that, oh, it's, uh, it's messy, right? He was messy too. So it's not because he was from Switzerland that he just came with like a, you know, like a clean bill of, of mental and emotional well-being, right? <laughs> We're all messy, right? Um, but most of us don't realize it until we have an awakening, something that happens to make us become aware that no, no, it's not the external world that you want to blame for your lack of creativity or abundance or, or joy or peace. It's all happening. It's an inner game, right? It's yes. an inner game. Success and, and, and the happiness of life is an inner game. And nobody wants to play that inner game. We're all trying to play the external game. Right. Get the nice guy, get the nice this. Get, and then I'm going to be happy and then it's going to be good. And it's just, you know, uh, it's a false uh, illusion. So um, so the marriage, uh, you know, really showed me, oh, ha, 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 this is messy. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we separated, um, I would say destiny took me to an ashram in India where in my first ever meditation, I had like an explosive bomb go off into my solar system. And I realized that what the teacher was saying was amazing and that I needed to hear more of what this guy had to offer. And it was all about the power of the now, taking responsibility for what is happening inside of you, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, doing the work, doing the work of of connecting to your soul, connecting to your spirit, and understanding that relationship between yourself and the world around you and what yeah. is in your hands to impact and influence and what isn't in your hands. So don't be busy with it. Don't spend time over there. There's nothing you can do about it. Chill, accept, relax, let go, right? And this you can influence. This you can, uh, you know, you have influence and pick impact over. So focus on impacting and influencing what you can. And what you can impact and influence is your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. And so he brought me back home, or this tribe, this community in India. And, and uh, that was when I discovered, ooh, I love this personal growth stuff. Ooh, woo, I need more of this, right? <laughs> I love it. And then I spent five years just deep diving and staying around these teachings. And at one point, I got a, a live guru, a live Indian guru, because this guy was already dead, the first guru that I had. I was just in his ashram with his people, and I had mm -hmm. amazing stuff happen. But then I thought, oh, I'm enlightened. I am enlightened. I need to see a life enlightened person, what that looks like. So then I got this live teacher, spent uh, um, basically uh, four and a half years with that guy. Um, so altogether, the whole trip was five years. And then when that teacher died, he was older already when I met him, um, I felt like I have had so much transformation happen to me. And everywhere I went, people were like, what you on? What you on? I want some of what you on. And I'm like, mm -hmm. love and peace, baby. <laughs> Which are priceless. Is if that, I may add. Absolutely. 
So, um, and so it became clear to me that I needed to share what I'd learned over these um, deep diving transformative five years uh, that I'd gone on that trip. And I started, I started sharing and that is two and a half decades ago. And that has brought me here to, you know, having this international company called the Mahima Mindset, which, um, you know, helps people find their purpose, live their dreams and get out of stuck, get out of um, uh, poverty mindset and get into action and just blow up their lives to create something that they are excited about waking up to every day and, and living. So, yeah, that's the, the short story. <laughs> wow. First of all, um, our lives are, there's a lot of parallel because I come from Dominican Republic, which is a third world country. So I am very familiar with the no running water, no electricity, you know, poverty everywhere. And similar to your story, it was actually my grandmother, my maternal grandmother that migrated to the United States first and then brought my mother, my aunt and myself over. So I came here when I was one years old, Um, but very much connected to the, you know, the culture and everything going on over there. So it's, you were saying your story and I'm like, oh my God, we're like connected in so many ways, but also you shared your personal growth journey. And let me tell you that personal growth is what saved my life at a very young age. And it is why I am so passionate about, you know, teaching women, especially women of color, how to win, like you said, the inner game. Yes. Because it all comes from within. Yes. And you talked a little bit about shadows. And can you just touch just a little bit about what that is? in case some of my listeners or viewers don't know what, what you meant by our shadow. Okay. So in each person, we have, we have light inside of us. We, we have brilliance, things that we're good at. We have w- wonderful parts of our personality where we're kind, generous, loving, and we have all this goodness inside of us. So there's, there's that one p- part of us. And all of us, even the most evil people that you can meet, has has that inside of them, like something good, right? And then there's the shadow, which is the, 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 the ego. It is the, the, the voice in your head that says, you're stupid. You're not enough. Uh, it's the bitch. It's, it's, it's the accuser of look at you, you, this and that. It's, it's the fighter like that, that just wants to rip and, and spread negativity all over, not like you're fighting for a good cause or for something beautiful in a good way, right? It's the ugliness. It's the ugliness in us that um, nobody has taught us how to deal with. That has nobody has taught us how to. It's the trauma. If you know, it's it's the pain from you know your childhood when weird things have happened, and most people have all of this stuff just tightly locked away in a box somewhere, trying to pretend that it, it doesn't exist, right? And then we have. Um, then we have practices like, 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 you know, I know, like, I'm going to give example of all the religions in the world, right? Where people are, you know, trying to, you know, get that connection with their divine, but because they're not working on that inner child and those traumatic experiences that have happened that are running riot in their system, it's not helping them, right? So my whole family, highly religious, I was forced to go to church every Sunday. Right. And praying, but there was so much pain. There was so much. So they, it was generational passing on the pain and suffering because my grandmother wasn't doing any healing work on herself. Right. Yeah. To face that shadow, to understand how the shadow is running riot inside of your life. Right. And how it's attracting horrible things to you because your frequency, your constants, if you're consistently feeling negative, Mm -hmm. more of what you focus on so it's about understanding that really being in that space of a true authentic sense of well-being peace and empowerment will start bringing amazing things into your life things that you cannot even imagine with your mind yeah Yeah. creating opportunities that you know only come from true spiritual healing and emotional healing and mental healing 
Absolutely. And I love that because, first of all, I like to call the the shadows, those bullshit stories that play in our head like a broken record. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does come from a lot of the past experiences that we've had. And I'll tell you the truth. Like I, growing up, I've had people, you know, call me names, whether it was ugly or that my nose was too big or that my hair was too kinky. Like all of these things that led me to hide certain parts of myself and, and pretending to be someone that I wasn't right. Because I was trying to hide those bullshit stories that kept playing in my head. And one of the things that led me to inner peace was facing those inner demons, those shadows. And, and one of the things that I love as part of my own CEO method, which I, you know, coined is, you know, elevating your beliefs. And it's all of unpacking the bullshit stories that we've been either taught or conditioned from what you mentioned, those generational traumas or curses, and also past experience that we've had that still creep up. Like, I'm in my 40s, and they still creep up sometimes. But because I have the self-awareness and the tools to shift out of that mindset, I am able to quickly, you know, move on and see that they don't exist. But so I, I, I love you for, for sharing that now. I want you to share with our audience, how do they begin their journey of self-reflection and finding that inner peace from within? Ooh, how do you begin? It begins by, for me, I can just tell you, it began by, by hearing someone else talk about their experience of transformation and inner peace and love. So, and, and, and then having the willingness to have a teacher, to have someone guide you, someone who's already gone down the path. I see too many people. I mean, I know now YouTube is big and you think you can just do everything on YouTube or just like, you know, online the whole thing. And yes, you will get a certain amount out of that. And that's totally okay. I mean, I have online programs, right? Where somebody could just engage in my own and they're very powerful, right? So I, uh, nothing against that. But if you're really, really sick and tired of your bullshit, okay, and you feel like, I keep creating the same shit. I keep meeting these horrible guys. I keep, you know, I'm stuck. I'm not making the money I deserve. I'm stuck. I'm not, you know, my life just isn't what I want it to be. You do not have the key. And you need yeah. help. You need help. You need a coach, you need a mentor, you need a guide, you need somebody who you have, a, a, you know, a good level of respect for that yeah. you're going to say, hey, show me, <laughs> show me what I don't know, because you're working with tools that you can't fix yourself. Yeah. So that is what I would say to anybody, right? Find somebody that you love and can respect that just triggers, just triggers something in your heart, right? And, 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 and have the courage to say, I'm going to be a student. Yes, I'm going to be a student. And forget whatever you think you know about anything. Like that's the biggest problem, right? Yeah. I know, I know, I know, you know, and you hear it so much with people, even like what we're, the topic we're saying, we're talking about here. There's a lot of people listening to this, like, you're not saying anything new. I know all this. I know all this, but that's the problem. Right. Yeah. Forget that I know. And every time you hear anyone speaking about freedom, about love, about empowerment, get excited yeah. and let it hack your system and don't switch off. But, well, I've heard this before. Well, because the message is the same, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same. Cut the crap. Get, you yeah. know, yeah. F- find, find a different way. This isn't working. What you're doing is not working. Right. And you need to be disruptive and you need to start doing something differently, right? And doing something different every single day. Yeah. Not just for two seconds. Like, okay, I got it. I got to do something different. And then you spend one day doing that differently. No, every single day you need disruptive action, right? And that's what's going to bring you to a whole new level. Amen. Mic drop. I wish I can end the interview there, but I have some other questions to ask. But 
one of the things that you said is taking ownership, right? Like stop letting outside factors or other people tell you what you can and cannot do. And one of the ways that we can do that is by taking ownership of our own actions. Are, but but it's, it goes back to taking ownership of our thoughts, which then translates to our behaviors, which then translates to our actions, which equal our results. So you mentioned earlier how people find themselves stuck either in the same relationship cycle, like they, they keep meeting the same type of guy or, you know, toxicity in the workplace, like they keep, and what they don't understand is that they have to tap into their own inner game, right? Their own shadow and see how they are manifesting or repeating these cycles um, on a constant basis. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. So one of the things that I want you, that I saw in, in, in the work that you do, you talk about mindful leadership. Yes. Can you explain what you mean by that term? Because for me, it's like, oh, yeah, being the CEO of your life really is being the captain of your life, the leader, the author of your story, and being mindful about it. But I wanted you to share what you meant by mindful leadership. Mindful leadership is loving yourself unconditionally with all of what all your brilliance and your beauty and all the good things about you and all the ugliness and the, you know, weirdness and, and whatever stories are going on physically, emotionally, mentally. It's, it's being in this place of understanding you're not your body. You're not your mind. You're not your stories. You are the soul that is living in the physical body. And that soul is not, um, doesn't have the story, doesn't, it doesn't belong to the story. And that's why when death happens, you see the soul leaves the body and the body is left. The stories are still here, right? The relationships uh, there, the house, the, 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 the education that you get, it's just all left behind. So there's something else going on here. Yeah, you're not your thoughts, you're not your stories, you're not your relationship, you're not your successes, you're not your failures, you're not your money, you're not your kids. You are a living a temporary existence in this body. This body is a vehicle for your soul. Yeah. And, you know, I repeat this often, you're like, ah, she's so repetitive, but it's powerful. That's why I repeat it over and over again. You came into this world with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. So Amen. that is the sign that there's something more about what's going on here. Yes. But when we're brainwashed by society, we focus on the body and then it's only about, you know, the relationship, the money, the, the work, the, the, as opposed to, no, this is about it. How do you experience life? It's about the, the experience of being in this body, experiencing the breath, experiencing uh, your heart beating, experiencing the nature, experiencing connecting and bonding with other humans in a deep and meaningful way. The mindful leadership is about taking ownership of all that you are, right? Unconditional love, finding your resilience, your power, your inner peace, and then operating from a place of um, unconditional love to others and to the world. So when we've claimed our shadows and what we don't like about ourselves, then it's able, we're able to, to see someone else's shadow and have compassion and have, um, re respect that they're, they're trying their best. Even the worst people who are doing the worst things on the planet. Look at the backstory. Yes. It, look at the backstory. If you look at what we've done to each other as humans, Come on, people. It's pretty freaking appalling. Okay. If you look at the history of how humans have treated each other, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the segregation, the lines we draw in the sand about superiority and, 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 you know, judging and, and, and look at these people and, you know, and I'm Greek and I, and I'm uh, Italian and I'm German and, and everyone's so proud and they butt heads and they, you know, treat each other poorly. Whew, I hope this is hitting the mark, but 
mindful leadership is about stopping all of that crap, right? Starting to look inside of yourself, own your brilliance, own your beauty, own your light, but own your ugliness, own your brokenness, own the things inside of you that aren't right, that don't treat people properly because you just explode and lose it because of whatever stories that developed inside of you, right? And so when you, when you become that, that kind, compassionate person to yourself, because you're able to sit quietly and own all of who you are and you can rise above it and feel a joy for life and people and the planet, right? You, you're able to start going out and instead of causing disharmony and friction, you're causing okay. unity and bonding. You're able to, to, to bring more joy, more, more light, more, more, uh, uh, connection. When you step into a room, you're able to help people to transform that space into something more beautiful because you've worked on yourself and you've elevated your spirit and your energy and you're not self-obsessed. Me, 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 right? You're like, what? What? How can we make this world a better place? Yes. Yeah. What does it happen right now in my family for more love, for more joy? What needs to happen with when I go to work with my colleagues? What attitude do I bring? I want to bring beauty. I want to bring light. And I want to, I know it might not be received by everybody because everyone's mm-hmm. tripping in their own trip, but that doesn't mean that I need to react and be what other people are, right? Yes. So if somebody's miserable, that's their right to that misery. I don't judge them. I don't accuse them. But I want to live my day because I could leave this body any second. And mm-hmm. I've woken up. As a mindful leader, you've woken up, you know, that every minute is precious. So I choose to come with an elevated spirit, which didn't just happen to me. I've worked on myself. I've meditated. I've reflected. I owned my shadow, my ugliness. And now I'm, I, can, I can operate with that higher frequency. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's mindful leadership. It's all about being responsible for what you're putting out into the world, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and being more concerned about the impact of that than yes. sinking fingers at what other people are doing, not doing, saying, not saying, behaving, not behaving. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 I love it. And, and yes to owning. You know, the good, I like to say owning the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, and accepting yourself fully, um, and really taking ownership of that. Because at the end of the day, for me, and this is my perspective, I feel like the most important relationship you'll ever have is the relationship you have with self. And then to a higher power. So if you believe in God, you know, the universe, whatever, like, the most important relationship is the one with self and then with your higher power. And I also like to say, like, when people are like, oh, you know, how can I find my purpose in life? And I think you touched upon that. I like to tell people your purpose in life is to be the best version of you. Boom. Because when you're, <laughs> yes, right? Like when you're operating from that perspective of you being the best version of yourself, then your aura, your energy automatically elevates, like Mahima mentions, and you start bringing a different energy out into the world. More peace, more love, more empowerment, which is why, you know, I was working in corporate and it was constantly toxicity and it was changing the person that I knew I was in the inside. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. Like, I'm not going to continue to put myself in these situations because I clearly don't belong. Um, so, but again, that takes a lot of healing and self-awareness that ultimately leads you to self-mastery, which I know you are a mentor and, you know, Europe's number one self-mastery mentor. So can you just talk a little bit about what self-mastery is? Look, it's a, I'm a work in progress, uh, like everybody else out there. I'm a you know student of life. Self mastery is is um, living in the power of the now. Mm-hmm. It is knowing that um, the past doesn't exist. 
it doesn't matter what's happened over there. You want to keep bringing your mind back into this present moment. And what am I doing right now? And what's happening in front of me here? You know, going off in the future, being afraid of the future, being afraid of what could happen, what might happen, being obsessed with past and future. This, this self mastery is, is learning how to pull that monkey mind and train it. You train that monkey to sit down and eat his banana and be quiet because right now, you want to play with your kids and you don't want monkey interfering with that joy of being present, present with your kids and just laughing with them and enjoying or, you know, working. You want to focus. You want to be productive. You want to be able to accomplish and, and you don't want monkey interfering with your ability to focus and just enjoy the work you're doing and feel productive and have fun because monkeys do. Past, past, future teacher, right? <laughs> so self-mastery is quietening the monkey, right? And, yeah. and and being able to to literally wake up every day and feel a sense of gratitude for still being alive. That you have the greatest gift. The greatest gift is I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you have money, whether you have relationships, whether you're in good health or bad life, whatever is going on. You know, my teacher taught me, he, he used to say the sentence, I'm going to teach you Mahima, okay, with his Indian accent, an inner peace, a love, and a joy that is not dependent on external circumstances, events, yeah. or people. I'm going to teach you inner peace, not dependent on anything. And that's self-mastery. It is yeah. the ability to close your eyes, center and ground yourself into your soul essence. And from that place, start to operate in whatever you want to operate in, yeah. right? As opposed to living in the fragmentation and chaos of your mind, feeling emotionally and spiritually disconnected in havoc and chaos, which you might say, oh, that's extreme, Mahima, isn't it extreme? <laughs> Only you can know that and be honest with yourself, right? Are you living in the chaos of your mind? Do you yeah. have the grounding inside of your center that you know, you know that no matter what's going on, I know the way home. And I'm not afraid to get lost. I'm not afraid like something's going to happen that's going to completely get me out of my center. Like, no, I might be temporarily shocked. And that does happen to me. If something I didn't expect happened, I, I just, I can lose it, you know, and be like, oh, I'm shocked and I feel the pain of that. But I know that I can just sit, breathe, and come back to the truth, which is I came into this world with nothing. I'm going to leave with nothing. And that essence, in that essence, there's freedom. In that essence, there's peace. In that essence of my soul, there's love and, and feeling of it's all okay. It's everything's fine as it is right now. Right? Yeah. And from that place, you can go ahead and find, face the challenge. Right. Now, I know that one of the things that has helped me be centered and get connected with the essence of my soul is meditation which I know that you've done over 10,000 hours of practice in it. Um, can you just walk, walk us through like a very simple or, or mindful, um, I should say meditation practice. And just so people can be clear, like I know that a lot of times we're taught that strategy in terms of, you know, negotiation and, um, what else? What else? Um, how to, you know, make $10,000 in, in 10 days strategies. Having a meditation practice is a strategy. Absolutely. Okay. Having a spiritual practice, having a mindset practice is strategy. Yeah. It's actually the best strategy, right? Hell because, no. Yeah. Because you're working from inside out. Yes. Yeah. And you could be saying, you know, I want that 10,000 and then self-sabotaging yourself because you're not doing the work, you're afraid, you, 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 you discombobulated. So, so yes, it's, it's, it's just so important. It's just so important to understand that without a mindset practice, you're not going to get to where you want to go. 
every great, every single great that you can think of, that you admire, had that training. And that's what they don't tell you about, right? Uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, you name whoever you can mention, they had mindset training coaches. Yes. Make them aware of the self-sabotaging and limiting belief patterns, right? And it's not enough to just be aware. You have to be taking action. And what's different on our campus is we don't focus on the negative voice. We focus on connecting to the positive, powerful soul voice inside of you, right? Yeah. So, so we know that that voice is there. Oh yeah, it's there. But meditation is about finding the other voice. It's about listening and slowing down and stopping enough to hear the power of your intuition, the power of the, the knowing I deserve the very best that life has to offer. I'm living in a friendly universe that wants nothing more than to support me. I'm co-creating my reality with this divine essence and spiritual energy that is all around me. There's no separation between me and what I want, except my ego and my negative thought patterns, right? So, so yes, meditation is essential. Um, many people think they can't meditate because they misunderstood. Meditation is self-love. Meditation is self-respect. I want you to think of meditation as being with a, a friend, somebody that you love, and just listening. And just listening and getting to know them, asking powerful questions, saying, you know, just being there and listening. So when you close your eyes and you start listening, what do I really think? What do I really feel? What is driving my actions? What is driving my behavior? So you start to get to know yourself. And this yes. is beautiful. You start to get to understand, ooh, this is why I'm feeling this way. This is why I'm doing these things. This is why this is happening in my life. So you start to get a deeper understanding of what's really going on with you, right? Thoughts, um, so, so, so thoughts are creating emotions and emotions mm -hmm. create action, right? So that's why we need to become aware. What am I thinking? And meditation is the perfect tool to observe. Yeah. To observe your thoughts. Not try to stop them. Not That will happen anyway as you enter into soul presence. The mind will become more still. The emotions will become more still. But the first step is to become aware of what's really going on inside of me, right? And, and that's beautiful to start to learn about yourself. And so for anyone, you know, I don't know how much time we have, but maybe it's a good moment for me to mention that um, I'd like to offer a free um, uh, membership with the Mahima mindset, which will give you access to my 21 day meditation challenge, which could be very helpful for anyone who's like, well, I don't know about meditation, haven't tried it. Or yeah. anyone who's just like deep in meditation, but you went off it because you know how life happens, but you want to get back on, you're going to love it because even at me our advanced meditators are like, this was so good. It got me back on track. It was easy. 15 minutes a day and boom, you know, I was back in my alignment and feeling the, the power of my soul. So that's something I'd like to offer. So it's a, it's a 21 day meditation challenge. My international best selling book, which has three, um, steps to get to inner peace, to understand what is, cause people always ask me like, what is inner peace actually? I mean, like, <laughs> and how do you really get to it? Well, my book, easy to read. You'll read it in, you know, in a weekend because it's just yeah. so juicy. People say they can't stop reading it. That will give you my three steps of understanding what it's going to take to really have inner peace in your life. And that's mm -hmm. really, and then the other one is my seven days reprogram your mind. We're running programs that are, um, holding us back, that are self-sabotaging us, that are stopping us from feeling the joy and the beauty that's all around us. And so we need to understand how to reprogram those negative thoughts. This is going to do that in seven days. You're going to get some, some, you know, reprogramming. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So those are the three programs absolutely free that, uh, that I'd like to offer your listeners today. If they want to, you know, in, indulge in, in more of Mahima and the Mahima mindset. 
I love that. We'll make sure to get the links to include in the show notes so people can can click on there and join. And, you know, because personal growth and mindset training is also part of my CEO method, I have the mindset reset that I do as well. It's also a seven day um, reset to kind of reprogram your thoughts and really start what you mentioned, that whole self-love, self-awareness, self-compassion journey, which has helped me tremendously in terms of leveling up. So thank you so much for that. I am sure my listeners and viewers on YouTube are going to enjoy that. Thank so you. Thank, thank you. you. Now, as we start wrapping up, I always like to ask my guests two questions. So the first one is, what does it mean to be the CEO of your life? What does it mean to you? It means stillness. It means peace. It means connecting with myself and others with passion, kindness, and love. It means, it means doing what my heart tells me to do instead of what my head tells me. So it's, it means making choices from my heart. It means understanding that what I want wants me and I just need to show up and be clear, be clear with the what. So many people are like, how, how? And I say, do you even know what you want yet? They're like, no. I said, well, <laughs> can we get that clear first? Because that clarity of what you want is how you become a magician and how you create beauty in your life. Uh, confusion creates confusion, more confusion, and you don't can bring anything in. So you need to answer the what yeah. and the why. Why do you want it? Because if it's ego-based reasons, you're not going to have the, you're not going to have the fuel in the tank to actually mm -hmm. play the distant, the, the, the game to actually achieve whatever great things you're trying to accomplish. Right. So for me, being the CEO of my life is remaining in inner peace, love and joy. It is having clarity about what I want and having the heart to show up every day and be in radical action to keep improving and enjoying. And, and so that seeing it's not about the destination, like I want to get over there. That's just the thing that gives the now the, 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 uh, a, a good direction, right? Yeah. So, so it's not the reaching of the goal or the result that it's, it's the experience of what's happening right now, every day in front of me. Presence. Yes. I love it. That was so beautifully put. Uh, and, and yes, it's about the journey, not the destination. So I just want to hone in on that for a moment because a lot of people have been conditioned to think that it's the end goal, the end goal. And I'm like, no, the journey is the most important part because you get to learn who you are in the process. Yes. And that is powerful. And there's only the journey because whatever you arrive at, you'll be there and you'll be like, oh, the journey continues. <laughs> and then you'll have another, you know, result that you want to create, right? And then you'll yeah. start heading in that direction. And then, you know, you'll arrive there and you'll be like, oh, shit, the journey continues. So there's only ever the journey. And so you've got to ask yourself the question, if you're listening to this podcast, how can I have more fun? How can I have more joy? How can I have more connection and lightness? How can I wake up? feeling excited about life, not like falsely excited, like, I'm excited, like not that, just something more deep and real. I get to live another day in this body. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. And, and I've, I've taken ownership of what's happening in my life. And I see that I have the power to change the things that no longer serve me, right? But I know that that's a process. So it's not going to, bam, I snap my fingers and my finances are all fixed. But if you decide and you have the right teachers and you have the right intention, you can go master repairing those finances, right? Yeah. And when you're like trying to do it on your own, right? And, and I can tell you, you know, that was me trying to build financial success on my own until I had to. I had to surrender to the fact that I can't do it on my own. And when I did that surrender, it was too late. I was already in debt. I was mm. 
it's up to my eyeballs. You know, my husband and I, we were in a challenging financial situation because we arrogantly thought we could figure things out by ourselves. Yeah. Right. And it took that, 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 you know, that, that, that disruption of being like, no, no, you, you're smart, but you're not that smart. Okay. You need someone to help you get out of this mess. You shouldn't have got it in the first place. But again, the reason we get into these pickles is because we think we should be, we, we think we should have the wisdom of how to do the thing. Right. Yeah. So get the help, get the help. Um, if you're listening to this, if you want to, you know, be more powerful in yourself, get a personal growth mentor, a self mastery mentor. Um, if you want to change, if you feel I'm good in myself, I know how to ground myself. I know how to center, you know, my heart's in the right place, but I want to build a business, get someone who's built that business, invest in yourself. It's worth it, right? To show you the ropes and then have the humbleness once you've invested to do the work. Because these days there's programs all over the place, right, uh, Martha? And people buy them, but then they don't show up to the process, right? Which is why, yeah, which yeah. is why community is so important. And, you know, I am the founder of the CEO Club and it is, you know, a community for impact-driven women and personal growth is at the core because I want this these women to have the support and accountability to continue to take action towards their, you know, whatever um, success path they're on. Because yeah. we're all on, like, we all define success differently. And I actually wanted to extend the invitation for you to come in and talk to our group, like maybe have a masterclass because I absolutely love, like this conversation was so soulful and I even grew, grew and got to know parts of myself through this conversation. And I'm sure that the women in my community will appreciate the wisdom that you have to offer. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you. I would love that. What a great invitation. I would love that. Thank you so much for that uh, opportunity. And yes, I love there's nothing more than hanging around with amazing women that are open hearted and just want to, you know, just want to crush it in what they're doing. Yes. And, you know, and one support because that's the key, right? Yes. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll talk about that offline, but also my, my last question and we'll wrap this up is what makes you feel audacious or, or what's one thing that you've done that makes you feel audacious? One thing that I've done that makes me feel audacious. There's so many things. But I guess, I guess, I guess building this company, building this company, um, basically from nothing, right? From just like literally, yeah, nothing. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and just doing the work, doing the work, even though I was afraid, even though, um, I had limiting beliefs that I needed to move out of the way. While at the same time being a self mastery mentor and not being on an ego trip to be able to go, nope, here I'm tripping, here I'm tripping, here I'm tripping. And I need to learn how to get over these trips so that I can, you know, be a better self mastery mentor. And that's, and continuing to own my shit so I can be the best teacher out there and, and be humble and keep learning and, and keep growing. So I think, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm proud of that. I, that I, from where I've come from with all of my, you know, um, things that could have been excuses for me to not be out there and being able to say things like, yeah, I share the stage where Richard Branson was and do all of these crazy cool things. Right. Um, so yes, I think that's, that's what I feel. <laughs> Yeah. No, listen, I tell people uh, entrepreneurship is probably the most audacious thing I've ever done. But mm -hmm. one of the things that you said is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yes. Yes. That, like that's that is priceless. Yes. Yeah. That's the key to success. Yes. That is key to success. And it, again, go to your um, heroes, go to whoever you admire, whether it's Michelle Obama or whoever. And, and they did things that were super uncomfortable. Yeah. Super. Un and everyone wants it to be easy. And somehow also the social media, it's, it's painting this picture. Yeah. 
I'll show you how to build this in 2.3 seconds. You'll be millions of fans. I'll tell you. Like, and it all sounds like, and, and people will even say, I've heard videos of people saying, if it's uncomfortable, it's not your way. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, no. Uncomfortable is about growth. Yes. Be uncomfortable. There is no method of growing a business that is not going to be uncomfortable. That is just delusional, right? Sorry. That's just marketing BS, right? Yeah. If you're not uncomfortable, it means you're not growing. Yeah. You're not growing. It's that simple, right? And you're, and you're stuck somewhere, right? So you, when you feel that like, really? Oh, no. Do I have to do that? No. Now you're onto something. Now you're onto your next level. Yes. And that, that also translates to women in the workplace, like advancing your career. Like if you're in your comfort zone and you're not stepping out into what's uncomfortable, then you're not going to grow and you're not going to be able to get to either that next title or that next salary cap that you're looking for. So agree a hundred percent. Naima, Mahima, sorry about that. You've been fantastic. You too, Martha. I feel like we're vibing. We have so much, uh, you know, synchronicity. Um, I just love you. And I'm so glad that I got to spend this time with you. Um, what a joyful woman. What a, what a spirit. And I oh. feel like you're genuinely doing that work that is wonderful. And, you know, and the world is receiving this light. And I'm so glad that today I could be a uh, in your presence and experience your light and love. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, listen, Mahima, I receive it and I feel just the same. I mean, this conversation has, like, my spirit is so lit right now. Like, I yeah. love the vibe. I love you. And we're going to stay in touch. Um, but with that, I want to say to my listeners and viewers, thank you so much for tuning in, for watching. If anything, you know, resonated or a light bulb went on, please take a screenshot, tag me on socials, tag Mahima on social. We'll make sure to include her handles and let us know what, what you took away from this conversation. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you so much. And with that, I'm going to say, guys, I love you guys and I will catch you on our next episode. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and share the love with a friend or two. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, friend, so you don't miss an episode. And with that, until next time, 